0: Good morning. Good morning. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Praise him in the assembly of his saints. Let Israel rejoice in him, their maker. Let Zion's children triumph and be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in chorus and choir and with the single or group dance. Let them sing praises to him with the Timbering and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretch with victory. Let the saints be joyful in the glory and beauty which God confer upon them. Let them sing for joy upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throat and a two-edged sword in their hands. To wreak vengeance upon the nations and chastisement upon the peoples. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. He, the Lord, is the honor of all his saints. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 119. Blessed, happy, are the undefiled, the upright, and blameless in the way of the revealed will of God who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is they who keep his testimonies, who seek, inquire, inquire, And crave for him with the whole heart. Yes, they do not know unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts, that we should observe them diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed and established to observe your statutes. Then I will not be ashamed when I look with respect to all your commandments. I will give thanks to you with an upright heart when I learn through discipline your righteous judgments for my transgressions. I shall keep your statutes. Do not utterly abandon me when I fail. Psalm 119, verse 9 <clears throat> How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping watch on himself according to your word, conforming to his life, to your precepts. With all my heart I have sought you, inquired of you, and longing for you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, neither through ignorance nor by willful disobedience. Your word I have treasured and stored in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Blessed and reverently praised are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have told you of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and thoughtfully regard your ways, the path of life established by your precepts. I will delight in your statues. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word, treasure it and being guided by it day by day. Open my eyes to spiritual truth so that I may behold wonderful things from your law. I am a stranger on the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longings for the ordinance at all times. You rebu- rebuke the presumptuous and arrogant, the cursed ones who wander from your commandments. <clears throat> Take reproach and contempt away from me, for I observe. Your testimonies. Even though princes sit and talk to one another against me, your servant meditates on your statues. Your testimonies are also my delight and my counselor. My earthly life clings to the dust. Revive and refresh me according to your word. I have told of my ways and you answered. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts so that I will meditate, focus my thoughts on your wonderful works. My soul dissolves because of grief. Renew and strengthen me according to the promises of your word. Remove from me the way of falsehood and unfaithfulness and graciously grant me your law. I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinances before me. I cling tightly to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the way of your commandments with purpose. For you will give me a heart that is willing. Psalm 119 verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will steadfastly observe it to the end. Give me understanding, a teachable heart, and the ability to learn that I may keep your law and observe it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it, and climb my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain and envy. Turn my eyes from vanity, from meaningless things in this world, and let your priorities be mine, and restore me with a renewed energy in your ways. Establish your word and confirm your promises to your servant. As that which produces all inspiring reverence for you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your ordinances are good. I long for your precepts. Renew me through your righteousness. May your loving kindness also come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. So I will have an answer for those for the ones who taunt me for I trust completely in your word and its reliability and do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth for I wait for your ordinances I will keep your law continually forever and ever writing your precepts on my heart and I will walk at liberty. For I seek and deeply long for your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be ashamed. For I shall delight in your commandments, which I love. And I shall lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statutes. Remember always the word and promise of your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me and given me life. The arrogant utterly ridicule me, yet I do not turn away from your law. I have remembered carefully your ancient ordinances, O Lord, and I have taken comfort Burning indignation has seized me because of the wicked. Who will reject your law, your statues are my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. O oh Lord, I remember your name in the night and keep your law. This has become mine as the gift of your grace, that I absorb your precepts, accepting them with loving obedience. The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. I sought your favor with all my heart, Lord. Be merciful and gracious to me according to your promise. I consider my ways and turn my feet to follow and obey your testimonies. I hurried and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have encircled me and ensnared me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. I am a companion of all who reverently fear you and of those who keep and honor your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your loving kindness and goodness. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt with well with your servant, O Lord, according to your promise. Teach me good judgment, discernment, and knowledge, for I have believed and trusted and rely on your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep and honor your word with loving obedience. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have forged a lie against me. But I will keep your precepts with all my heart. Their heart is insensitive to their fat. Their minds are dull and brutal. But I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law from your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Psalms 119, verse 73. Your hands have made me and established me. Give me understanding and a teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. May those who reverently fear you see me and be glad, because I wait for your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are fair, and that in faithfulness you have disciplined me. Oh may your loving kindness and graciousness comfort me according to your word promised to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. Let the arrogant be ashamed and humiliated, for they sabotage me with a lie. But I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you with submissive wonder turn to me, even those who have known your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statues, so that I will not be ashamed. My soul languishes and grows weak for your salvation. I wait for your word. My eyes fail with longing, watching for the fulfillment of your promise, saying, when will you comfort me? For I have become like a wineskin, blackened and shriveled in the smoke in which it hangs. Yet I do not forget your statues. How many are the days of your servant which he must endure? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The arrogant godless have dug pits for me, men who do not comfort to your law. They do not conform to your law. All your commandments are faithful and trustworthy. They have persecuted me with a lie. Help me, Lord. They had almost destroyed me on earth. But as for me, I did not turn away from your precepts. According to your steadfast love, refresh me and give me life, so that I may keep and obey the testimony of your mouth Psalm 119 verse 89 Forever O Lord your word is settled in heaven your faithfulness continues from generation to generation you have established the earth and it stands securely They continue this day according to your ordinances. For all things, all parts of the universe are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, then I would have perished in my time of trouble. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have revived me and given me life. I am yours. Save me as your own. For I have diligently sought your precepts and require them as my greatest need. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen that all human perfection has its limits, no matter how grand and perfect and noble. Your commandments is exceedingly broad and extends without limits into eternity oh how i love your law it is my meditation all the day your commandments make me wiser than my enemies for your words are trustworthy and they're always with me i have better understanding and deeper insight than all my teachers because of your word for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the age who have not observed your precepts because I have observed and kept your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not turned aside from your ordinances for you yourself have taught me How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding, and therefore I hate every false way. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and have confirmed it that I will keep your righteous ordinances. I am greatly afflicted. Renew and revive me. Give me new life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept and take pleasure in the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me. Yet, I do not wander from your precepts. I have taken your testimonies as a heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. I hate those who are double-minded, but I love and treasure your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I wait for your word. Lead me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commandments of my God, honoring and obeying them. Uphold me according to your word of promise so that I may live. And do not let me be ashamed of my hope in your great goodness. Uphold me that I may be safe, that I may have regard for your statues continually. You have turned your back on all those who wander from your statues, for their deceitfulness is useless. You have removed all the wicked of the earth like dross, for they have no value. Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles in reverent fear of you, and I am afraid and in awe of your judgments. I have done justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to those who oppress me. Be the guarantee for your servant for good as Judah was the guarantee for Benjamin. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail with longing, watching for the fulfillment of your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous word. Deal with your servant according to your gracious loving kindness and teach me your statutes. I am your servant, Give me understanding, the ability to learn, and a teachable heart, that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act. They have broken your law. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold, yes, more than refined gold. Therefore, I esteem as right all your precepts concerning everything. I hate every false way. Psalms 119, verse 129. Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your glorious words give light. Their unfolding gives understanding to the simple childlike. <coughs> I open my mouth and pan it with anticipation because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me and show me your favor as is your way to those who love your name. Establish my footsteps in the way of your word. Do not let any human weakness have power over me, causing me to be separated from you. Redeem me from the oppression of man, that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine with pleasure upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. My eyes weep streams of water, because people do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. You have commanded your testimonies in righteousness and in great faithfulness. My zeal has completely consumed me, because my enemies have forgotten your words. Your word is very pure, refined, therefore your servant loves it. I am small and despised, but I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is true. Trouble and anguish have found me. Let your commandments... Yet your commandments are my delight and my joy. Your righteous testimonies are everlasting. Give me understanding, the ability to learn, and a teachable heart that I may live. I cried with all my heart, answer me, O Lord. I will absorb observe your statues. I cry to you, save me, and I will keep your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry in prayer for help. I wait for your word. My eyes anticipate the night watches, and I awake before the call of the watchman, that I may meditate on your word. Hear my voice according to your steadfast loving kindness. O Lord, renew and refresh me according to your ordinances. Those who follow after wickedness approach, they are far from your law. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Of all I have known from your testimonies for you have founded them forever. Look upon me, look upon agony and rescue me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me and give me life according to the promise of your word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great are your tender mercies and steadfast love, O Lord. Revive me and give me life according to your ordinances. Yet I do not turn away from your testimonies. I see the treasurers and loathe them because they do not respect your law. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me and give me life, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. The sum of your word is truth, the full meaning of all your precepts, and every one of your righteous ordinances endures forever. Princes persecute me without cost, but my heart stands in reverent awe of your words, so I can expect you to help me. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure I hate and detest falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous ordinances. Those who love your law have great peace, nothing makes them stumble. I hope and wait with complete confidence for your salvation, O Lord and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies, hearing and accepting and obeying them. I love them greatly. I keep your precepts and your testimonies, for all my ways are fully known before you. Let my mournful cry come before you, O Lord, Give me understanding, the ability to learn and a teachable heart according to your word of promise. Let my supplications come before you. Deliver me according to your word. Let my lips speak praise with thanksgiving, for you teach me your statutes. Let my tongue sing Praises for the fulfillment of your word, for all your commandments are righteous. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live that I may praise you, and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Psalms 119, verse 176 Keep your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Psalm 89, I will sing of the goodness and loving kindness of the Lord forever with my mouth I will make known your faithfulness from generation to generation for I have said goodness and loving kindness will be built up forever in the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. I have made a covenant with my chosen one, says the Lord. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your seat forever, and I will build up your throne for all generations. The heaven's angels praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness also is in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the divine beings is like the Lord? A God greatly feared and reverently worshipped in the council of the holy angelic ones, and awesome above all those who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is like you, Almighty Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you as an intrinsic, unchangeable part of your very being. You rule the swelling of the sea. When its waves rise, you steal them. You have crushed Rahab, Egypt, like one who is slain. You have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded and established them. The north and the south, you have created them. Mount Tabor and Mount Hermon shout for joy at your name. You have a strong arm. Mighty is your hand. Your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. Blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound of the trumpet blast. They walk, O Lord, in the light and favor of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all the day, and in your righteousness they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength, their proud adornment. And by your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, and our King to the Holy One of Israel. Once you spoke in a vision to your godly ones and said, I have given help to the one who is mighty, giving him the power to be a champion for Israel. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him with whom my hand shall be established and steadfast. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy will not outwit him nor will the wicked man afflict or humiliate him. I will crush his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast loving kindness shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. Great power and prosperity shall be conferred upon him. I will also set my hand on the Mediterranean Sea and in his righteous hand of the rivers the tributes of the Euphrates, he will cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will also make him my firstborn preeminent, the highest of the kings of the earth. My loving kindness I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will be confirmed to him. His descendants I will establish forever, and his throne will endure as the days of heaven. If his children turn away from my law and do not walk in my ordinances, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with the rod of discipline and correct their wickedness with stripes. Nevertheless, I will not break off my loving kindness from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness my vow which cannot be violated. I will not lie to David. His descendants shall endure forever, and his throne will continue as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, and the witness in the heaven is ever faithful. But in apparent contradiction of all this, you, the faithful Lord, have cast off and rejected you have been full of wrath against your anointed you have spurned and repudiated the covenant with your servant you have profaned his crown by casting it in the dust you have broken down all his city walls you have brought his strongholds to ruin all who pass along the road rob him he has become the scorn of his neighbors you have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. Also, you have turned back the edge of his sword and have not made him strong enough to stand in battle. You have put an end to his splendor and have hurled his throne to the ground. You have shortened the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. Salah, how long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? Will your wrath burn like f- fire? Remember how fleeing my lifetime is. For what vanity, for what emptiness, for what futility, for what wisp of smoke you have created all the sons of man? What man can live and not see death? What man? Can he rescue his soul from the powerful hand of Shiloh, the netherworld? the place of the dead, Salah. O oh Lord, where are your former lovingkindness, so abundant in the days of David and Solomon, which you swore to David in your faithfulness? Remember, O oh Lord, the reproach of your servants, scorn and insulted, disgrace. How I bear in my heart the reproach of all the many peoples with which your enemies have taunted, O Lord, with which they have mocked the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. 59. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Set me securely on an inaccessible high place, away from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who practice wrongdoing and save me from bloodthirsty men. Look, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce and powerful men are uniting together to launch an attack against me. Not for my wrongdoing, nor for any sin of mine, O Lord. They run and set themselves against me, though there is no guilt in me. Steer yourself to meet and help me, and see what they are doing. You, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, arise to punish all the nations. Spare no one, and do not be merciful to any who treacherously plot evil. They return at evening, they haul and snarl like dogs, and go prowling around the city. Look how they belch out insults with their mouths, swords of sarcasm, ridicule, slander, and lies are in their lips. For they say, Who hears us? But you, O Lord, will laugh at them in scorn. You scoff at end, deride all the nations." O God, my strength, I will watch for you, for God is my stronghold, my refuge, my protector, my high tower. My God in his steadfast loving kindness will meet me. God will not let me look. God will let me look triumphantly on my enemies who lie in wait for me. Do not kill them or my people will forget. Scatter them and make them wonder endlessly back and forth by your power, and bring them down. O Lord, our shield, for the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be trapped in their pride, and on account of the curses and lies which they tell. Destroy them in wrath, destroy them so that they may be no more. Let them know that God rules over Jacob, Israel, to the ends of the earth. They return at evening, they howl and snarl like dogs and go prowling around the city. They wander round for food to devour and grow all night if they are not satisfied. But as for me, I will sing of your mighty strength and power. Yes, I will sing joyfully of your loving-kindness in the morning, for you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. To you, O God, my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my stronghold, my refuge, my protector, my high tower, the God who shows me steadfast, loving-kindness. Psalms 29, the voice of the Lord in the storm, a psalm of David. Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty. Ascribe to the Lord, glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord, the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty and majesty of His holiness, as the creator and source of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. 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 He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Siren, Mount Hermon, like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord rakes flames of fire, lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the dough labor and give birth and strips the forest bare. And in His temple all are saying, glory. The Lord sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give unyielding and impenetrable strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Reading Amplified Bible, Proverbs 29, warnings and instructions. He who hardens his neck and refuses instruction after being often reproved, corrected, criticized, would suddenly be broken beyond repair. When the righteous are in authority and become great, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan and sigh. A man who loves skillful and godly wisdom makes his father joyful. But he who associates with prostitutes wastes his wealth. The king establishes, stabilizes the land by justice. But a man who takes bribes overthrows it. A man who flatters his neighbor with smooth words intending to do harm is spreading a net for his own feet. By his wicked plan, an evil man is trapped. But the righteous man sings and rejoices for his plan brings good things to him. Hallelujah. The righteous man sings and rejoices for his plans continually bring good things to him. The righteous man cares for the rights of the poor, but the wicked man has no interest in such knowledge. Scoffers set a city afire by stirring up trouble, the wise men turn away anger and restore order with their good judgment. If a wise man has a controversy with a foolish and arrogant man, the foolish man ignores logic and fairness, only rages or laughs, and there is no peace, rest, or agreement. The bloodthirsty hate the blameless because of his integrity but the upright are concerned for his life. A short-sighted fool always loses his temper and displays his anger, but a wise man uses self-control and holds it back. If a ruler pays attention to lies and encourages corruption, all his officials will become wicked. The poor man and the oppressed have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. If a king faithfully and truthfully judges the poor, his throne shall be established forever. Proverbs 29, verse 15. The rod and reproof, godly instruction, give wisdom. But a child who gets his own way... Bring shame to his mother. When the wicked are in authority, transgression increases. But the righteous will see the downfall of the wicked. Correct your son, and he will give you comfort. Yes, he will delight your soul. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and His Word, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is He who keeps the law of God. Again, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and His Word, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is He who keeps the law of God, a servant will not be corrected by words alone, for though he understands, he will not respond nor pay attention. Do you see a conceited man who speaks quickly, offering his opinions or answering without thinking? There is more hope for a thick-headed fool than for him. He who pampers his slave from childhood will find him to be the son of In the end, he who pampers his slave from childhood will find him to be a son in the end. An angry man stirs up strife, and a hot-tempered and undisciplined man commits many transgressions. A man's pride and sense of self-importance will bring him down, but he who has a humble spirit will obtain honor. Whoever is partner with a thief hates his own life or hears the curse when swearing an oath to testify but discloses nothing and commits perjury by omission. The fear of man brings a snare but whoever trusts in and puts his confidence in the Lord will be exalted and safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. An unjust man is repulsive to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way of the Lord is repulsive to the wicked. reading from the 24-hour little book for September 29th. Let's pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 24-hour day book says for today, having gone this far we shall pause and ask ourselves some searching questions we need to check up on ourselves periodically just how good and am i am i attending meetings regularly am i doing my share to carry the load when there is something to be done do i volunteer do i speak at meetings when i ask no matter how nervous i am do I accept each opportunity to do the 12-step work as a challenge? Do I give freely of my time and money? For I am trying to spread AA wherever I go. In my daily life, a demonstration of AA principles. Am I a good AA meditation for the day? How do I get strength to be effective and to accept responsibility? How? How? by asking the higher power for the strength I need each day. It has been proved in countless lives that for every day I live, the necessary power shall be given me. I must face each challenge that comes to me during the day, sure that God will give me the strength to face it. For every task that is given me, There is also given me all the power necessary for the performance of that task. I do not need to hold back. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may accept every task as a challenge. I know I cannot wholly fail if God is with me. I'm Fernando. I am an alcoholic and in recovery. I'm in my 27th year. Kudos. God gets the credit. You know, the A.A. Big Book does say that any success we're having is his success, okay? I came in uh, broken, naked, cold, in-depth, shaking, bruised, tattooed, bloody, uh, with a court card, a DUI over my head, second DUI, sad, unable to believe, pay attention, unable to... to un. Able to have hope or faith, not trusting, they left me alone. Best thing they ever did for me, let me absorb, observe the alcoholic in his comedy routine as he talks about his capers. Through laughter, I became a new person. Through laughter, I judged myself. Through laughter, I healed thanks to east la los amigos fellowship their structure and god knew exactly what i needed i needed to get out of myself and to 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 feel that power that was giving me strength to have hope that power that was giving me strength to have faith i started believing in the system Come and eat the cookies, drink the coffee, listen to the speakers, and you get power for the next day. And then there was another power working in the background, and an enormous power that pushed back the curse, pushed back the evil, the, the acid and the evil raining from the sky on me. I became happy at work. I became happy all over. I had a covering, an insurance covering. As long as I went to AA, I had a covering. A word of caution. You need to keep it simple and don't put a lot of stuff on your plate. Like other issues like repairing the old car and Getting The book talks about not getting so busy with and so engrossed in, in working or helping a church or going members or doing things. You need to stay in this hospital. We need to be learn how to have some guts and work with others. How to reach out and high five. And at least be the welcoming committee. At least be the cleaning committee. At least be the... Uh, helper to the leaders yep we do have leaders they used to brawl and fight in bars and now we got them bringing coffee and bringing books isn't that fun all right i said enough let me go ahead and just uh insert in here today's alcoholic anonymous reading for daily reflection please thank you for being patient with me it's a quick read this is out of alcoholic anonymous page 89 Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 89. Woo, good stuff. A man, a man came to the meeting drunk, interrupted the speaker, stood up and took his shirt off, staggered loudly back and forth for coffee, demanded to talk, and eventually called the group secretary an unquotable name and walked out. I was glad he was there. Once again, I saw what I had been like, but I also saw what I still am and what I still could be. I don't have to be drunk to want to be the exception and the center of attention. I have often felt abused and responded abusively when I was simply being treated as a garden variety human being. The more the man tried to insist he was different, the more I realized that he and I are exactly alike. Fernando, alcoholic. A garden variety is. Uh, I'm just an alcoholic, and I must not forget that—that that I have anger issues, and I can jump off the. Ha- uh, my imagination can grow weird. I have been infected with a disease. It's under control, and it's—it's. It's, the perception of reality is off I'm Fernando alcoholic I had a couple of uh, experiences on this situation but I won't talk about them these times of you know one guy came in with mustard and ketchup all over him a homeless man with a hatchet and uh, a scarf around his forehead kind of like uh, Indian and he came yelling in what well, we were doing our, our study with a Hatchet and he ran from the back front door to the back, yelling all kinds of. And we all loved him because he was trying to get sober, but fell off the wagon. I I was leading the meeting. I was doing the study. I was the secretary. I just looked up quickly and I kept looking down, and we all and everybody followed my lead. We all kept reading, and looking at the content. There was about twenty of us. And he ran to the back, and then he came back out, and he placed the hatchet on my desk, and he said, my son, and he walked out. I have worried about him when I was in Sacramento. I come back to Los Angeles, and I'm thinking about this man, and I'm thinking how he lives in the bushes, Donnie. And I'm thinking, Lord, let me win the lottery so I can produce a retirement center for at least for the people that I know, right? Get them adequate housing and so forth. And there has been a lot of people that have accomplished that and have not said a word that they did it. Anonymously, not taking any credit for it. <clears throat> There's millions of us that do that here in this program and abroad oh yeah that's a bold statement okay but they tell us that we do service work not only here but out there the other thing that happened we had a guy come into to the aa fellowship without a shirt all beat up he said he had walked all night he was out drinking at a bar in a distant town El Monte and he got beat up So he got into a fight. So he came. They took his wallet, his keys. They took his shirt and ripped everything off. And he's bloody. And he walked all night to the AA meeting at 6.15 in the morning. He walked in. but And he's standing there. And one of the guys looked around to see who had an extra jacket. And I did. I had an extra kind of like a very nice. (laughs) And I didn't want to give it up. And the guy sat there and all the ladies went, ooh, ah, you know, and he, he got his cup of coffee and he sat there and, and, uh, and he talked and he told us the story. You know, he was, he was sober now and he drank some coffee and so, and he stood there in the meeting and nobody got up and gave him a shirt. At the end of the meeting, I had a chance to talk to him and I gave him some money and we put him on the bus and of course he took my new jacket with him. Never saw him again. But there I go. I really like this reading here because I can remember waking up with no shirt, no shoes, no nothing, no country. I don't know where I was. Totally out of my mind. With knuckles shaved, bleeding, tearing my life apart, uh, putting it in extreme danger you know, of death. Thank you. Let's get out of here. Uh, let's pray the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works, family. Greetings, Elanon, for today. Let us go open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Today's reading, Hope for Today, August 29th. Excuse me, I should be in September, huh? (laughs) I think I did that yesterday, and... uh, no one said anything. You know, I was listening to my podcast and I was driving down the road, and then I realized that I had said I was a month off. But they say there's no coincidences here. Somebody out there had to hear yesterday's, uh, the 28th reading. And it was very good, by the way. She, yesterday's readings. So here we go. September 29th, Hope for Today. Yeah, there are no coincidences. These are God's, God's. Uh, is that odd or is that God? Happens, happenings. Okay, today's Hope for Today, September 29th. I can remember a time when sex was as easy as rolling off a log. Now even rolling off a log is not easy. Easy as it used to be. (laughs) I'm mature and my body has more limitations than it used to have. I also have more responsibility than what I once had. My life is more structured and less spontaneous. Spontaneous. The positive aspects of responsibility and structure is that both allow me the pursuit of interests that bring me pleasure. Still, I find it difficult to allow intimate and spontaneous time with my wife. What to do? Surprising to me, the most glaring oversight in my intimate experience is a failure to include my higher power. My sense of practicing Elanon's principles in all my affairs, as suggested in step 12, invites me to ask for guidance from a higher power, even in matters I once might have considered too personal. Huh, thought for the day. My higher power is my partner in everything I do. Today I can include God in my entire life, even areas I once considered off-limits. I don't mean to imply that I have found a magic formula for sexual enjoyment, but I do believe in changing the things I can. In my particular case, that man putting the whole issue in the hands of God. In All our Affairs, page 115. I'm Fernando. I am a grateful al member. And I do this by thanking God for my surroundings just the way they are. People, places, and things. And let God be God. And I didn't create this earth and the rules and regulations. I just comply and move along with them with Thanksgiving. Yep, I was in August 28 yesterday. What a a whole month. Okay, I need to move over here. And the next book is One Day at a Time. Okie okay, September September 29th. Here we go. I Hope you're enjoying these readings. September twenty nine. Some alcoholics become abusive, especially when they drink. How do we handle violence? What can we do about it? Alan doesn't give specific advice about relationships. We don't advocate ending them or continuing to build them. Those decisions are best left to each individual member to make when he or she feels ready. We do, however, emphasize our personal responsibility to take care of ourselves. If we know that physical danger is a part of a reality, we can admit it and take steps to protect ourselves, at least temporarily. We may arrange for a safe place to go at any hour if we need it. It may be wise to keep money and car keys in easy access. Perhaps we'll do also seek counseling or speak with the police about our options. No one has the right to physically abuse anyone else under any circumstances. We can inventory our own behaviors to see if we are contributing to the problem by provoking someone who is drunk, and we can work to change that behavior, but we do not cause another to be violent or abusive. Today's reminder, I don't have the power to change another person. If I am dealing with violence, I must be the one who changes. I'll start by being honest about what is going on. There is hope, there is help, and I have an inalienable inalienable right to human dignity in all our affairs. I'm Fernando, I am in recovery. One of the things you may try is writing your script down so when that time comes, and you know it's inevitable, it is going to come, and what you're going to say. You know, you say, the buck stops here, you know. Or you can say, you know, you can say a strong truth, but we alcoholics do, uh, we do respect and understand you know the idea is that we're trying to play God and over you the responsibilities and everything is eating us up or you're looking to us us I'm talking as an alcoholic you're looking to us to play God for you to give you all the answers and provide for you the happiness that only God can give you that peace so God has put it in us to uh to make your life miserable so you can look up to God and call on Him. That's, um, that's what I believe. That, that's the experience I get. So write your three-by-five card script when the things are going to happen, your decisions. Uh, make it adamant and, and ironclad instruction. This is what's going to happen. And, and set the rules down. You're going to drink and act like a fool and punch me around, sucker! you know, uh, we're both going to go into jail because if I call the cops, they're going to take us both in, you know. uh, I said, you're going to ruin the work, everything around here. Enough is enough. Uh, I belong to God. You belong to God. You don't belong to another person. So you got to write it down what your script is going to be. Be solid and strong in right and safety and suggestion protecting the children and uh, you may not be able to cut that big mouth down and we all know it but there is some there's a lot of suggestions there's a lot of things you can do amen alright September 29th for one day at a time that was my take on that please someone suggested we add another slogan to those we use in Elon. really Listen and learn. My first reaction was no, not everybody in Elon, meeting says something that is helpful. What about those who advise? Throw the bum out. <laughs> Doesn't that negate everything we're supposed to hear in Elon? But wait, what I learned from the negative comments can be useful in opening my mind to my own wrong thinking. When someone gives advice, I can say to myself, but we're not supposed to advise in Elon. If someone expresses hostility and resentment for what the alcoholic does, I it can teach me to avoid those very things myself. Today's reminder, listen and learn is sound doctrine if we use it well. We don't make significant progress in our thinking if we're only listening to ourselves talk. It is a disease of not listening that I am troubled with. As William Shakespeare said, it is the disease of not listening, that I am troubled with. William Shakespeare. I pray that I may learn from listening, whether or not I agree with what I hear. Beautiful, huh? I pray that I may learn from listening, whether or not I agree with what I hear. Um, Fernando, if you're going through that, some of there's some suggestions that you have, there's some uh, lame suggestions, and then there, or you can say experiences, people that have experienced that on YouTube, on YouTube, you know, there are some, uh, protect measures, you can, you know, one of the things that comes to mind, if, if you make me aware, I said, uh, I'm filming you, and I'm sending this to, you know, to so-and-so, or saying it, you know, I'm filming you, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm making your brother aware, your sister aware, your Sharani's aware of your conduct. Um, if an alcoholic sees that his his childish conduct is going to be exposed to the neighbors and to all around, uh, he may uh, sober up real quickly. Problem is that we have lost our, uh, our borders. We have lost our respect with the drinking. Takes it away. Self-respect you're better than that, you know, you're better than that, you know, you're a good provider, a lot of times it's the backlash of our, the words that women give us men, you're a loser, you'll always be a bum, Uh, you're a, what do you call it, a lame, a deadbeat, (laughs) if you want the things to change, you gotta, you gotta, praise your higher power that he is a strong higher power say god you're a strong man and i thank you you know you you praise your higher power as a solid strong man the way that you you want that's what i do i i praise my higher power and how i i perceive my wife to be i don't speak to her anymore in that tone you know i just praise my higher power I say, I thank you, higher power, for the convenience of having a home, peace, uh, food, and ability. And I thank you for a prudent wife that you have sent me. You know, and I say that and question marks rise up, you know, within her. and And she moved over to that. You know, we don't, I was causing the problem. All she did was just stop responding to my stupid words. And started responding to good words. We're not, we don't, we have the ability to live and learn. That's what it's all about, people. We need to learn. There's no laziness. Thank you. Hey, let's get out of here. Let's pray. The third step prayer, please. God. I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back. It works. Welcome to Kenny Copeland's Ministries, reading today, Dare to Decide for September 29th. Kenny Copeland, Exodus 8.10, Be it according to thy word. Be it according to thy word. I used to worry about making decisions for God. I used to be afraid to step out on faith and declare I was going to do something new that He shown me to do. I think, what if I fail? I was so scared of failing. I muddled around indecision for weeks. Indecision. Then one day I found out it wasn't my power that was going to carry it out anyway, but it took my decision to move God in on the scene. Once I decided what I was going to do and committed myself totally to it, God backed me up. What I learned is a truth from the Word of God that if you'll pay attention to it, it will revolutionize your life. It's truths that carry an awesome responsibility with it. But it's a fabulous thing to realize. Here it is. The right, the privilege, and the power to decide has been left by God in the hands of men. You have the right, for example, to decide where you're going to spend eternity. You have a right to make that decision, and God will back your decision. God can do everything for you, but decide. He's provided the power, He's provided His name, He's provided the blood of Jesus, He's provided the kingdom of God. He's even made us partakers of it. Colossians 1:12. but he is not going to stuff that inheritance down our throats. Somewhere down the line, we each have to make the decision to receive it. Now, the beauty part is this. When you make that decision, God will back you to the hilt with his power. Once you make a decision to be born again, there's no devil in hell big enough to stop you. All you have to do is decide. Decide now. Declare your decision. Let it be done unto you according to your words. Let it be done unto you according to your words. Is God leading you in some new direction? Is he leading you to step out in faith for healing or prosperity or to take a whole new step of ministry? Don't let fear hold you back. Additional reading for today is Romans 4, 13 to 21. Bienvenidos a Fe a Faith, septiembre 29, Kenneth Copeland. Atrévese a decidir, atrévese a decidir. Se hará conforme a tu palabra, se hará conforme a tu palabra. Éxodo 8.10 Antes me preocupaba la idea de tomar decisiones respecto a Dios. Temía dar el paso de fe y decidir que iba a hacer algo nuevo que Él me había mostrado. Tenía tanto temor de fracasar que pasaba semanas sin tomar ninguna decisión. Por fin, un día entendí que no era mi poder el que iba a llevarlo a a cabo. Sin embargo, para que Dios pudiera obrar, se necesitaba mi decisión. No obstante, cuando me decidí a realizar lo que debía hacer, Dios me respaldó. Lo que aprendí es una verdad de la palabra de Dios, que si usted le presta atención, revolucionará su vida. Esta verdad conlleva una gran responsabilidad, pero es algo maravilloso de conocer. Es la siguiente. Dios le dio a los hombres el derecho, el privilegio y el poder de decidir, decidir. Por ejemplo, usted tiene el derecho de decidir dónde pasará la eternidad y Dios respaldará su decisión Dios puede hacer cualquier cosa por usted, menos decidir por usted. Y ya nos dio el poder, nos dio su nombre. Nos proporcionó la sangre de Jesús, nos concedió su reino y nos ha hecho aptos para participar de la gerencia de los santos en luz. Colóscense 1 a 12. Pero no va a obligarnos a aceptar esa gerencia. Tarde o temprano tendremos que tomar la decisión de recibirla o rechazarla. Ahora la parte interesante es la siguiente. Cuando usted toma esa decisión, Dios lo respaldará incondicionalmente con su poder. Incondicionalmente con su poder. Una vez que haya tomado la decisión de nacer de nuevo, no hay demonio en el infierno que pueda impedirlo. Lo único que debe hacer es decidirse. Dedícase ahora mismo, declare su decisión para que se haga conforme a sus palabras. ¿Está Dios llevándolo por un rumbo diferente? Está guiándolo a dar un nuevo paso de fe en cuanto a la sanidad, la prosperidad o el ministerio. No permita que el temor se lo impida. Así, así, leer adicional escritura en Romanos 4, 13 a 21. No fish in your bathtub. Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland, September 29th. Today's scripture is Colossians 2, verses 1 through 3. 1, 2, and 3. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledgement of the mysteries of God, and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Again, let's read, read that again. Thank you for listening in. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you. This is Paul talking. And for them, a laodicea, laodicea, and for as many as I have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches of all the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mysteries of God, and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. We may as well be honest. There are some people who are, naturally speaking, practically impossible to love. There are people who will take your expressions of kindness and throw them right back in your face. They will take offense even when there is no offense to be taken. You say, good morning, you look very nice today. They answer, I'm sure that's a surprise to you since I can't afford to buy the kind of clothes you do. (laughs) Those kind of people will not only trip you up in your love walk but practically drive you crazy if you deal with them in your own strength. You'll lie awake at night, racking your brain, trying to come up with ways to successfully reach them. And you'll come up empty-handed every time. Do you know why? Because the answer isn't in your brain, it's in your spirit. That's where the Spirit of the Lord dwells. And the Bible says that in Him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Sometimes we read all in the Bible differently than we read all in the recipe book. When a recipe says to put all the sugar in the mix, it doesn't mean half the cup. It means all. To spend time searching your brain for the wisdom to walk in love is like fishing in your bathtub. Again, To spend time searching your brain for the wisdom to walk in love is like fishing in your bathtub. You're not going to catch anything because there's nothing there. So start fishing where all the wisdom is. Tune in to your heart by spending time in prayer and worship. Praise the Lord and pray in tongues for a while. When you do that, you'll start tapping into the wisdom of Jesus. The Lord knows all there is to know about loving people. He knows how to love the sweet ones and those who have sour a little. He can give you the grace to let their critical comments roll off you like water off a duck. He can give you the wisdom to know what to say and the heart to keep reaching out to them when no one else will. They may be so tough they'll never let you know that you touch them. But if you follow the leading in the Spirit in their hearts, they'll know they've been loved. Again, the Lord will give you the wisdom to know what to say in love and the heart to keep reaching out to them when no one else will. Remember, hurting people hurt others, and our objective is reconciliation, and we happen to get the tough ones. They may be so tough, they'll never let you know that you touched them, but if you follow the leading of the Spirit in their hearts, they'll know they've been loved. The Word of the Lord, Gloria Copeland, September 29th. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reading. This is not for This is not for lazy people, folks. We got to do the work. God bless you. September 29. Isaiah 57 Verse 15 to fifty-nine, twenty-one. The High and Lofty One who lives in eternity, the Holy One, says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirits of the humble and revive the courage of those with repented hearts. For I will not fight against you forever. I will not always be angry. If it were all, if I were, all people would pass away, all the souls I have made. I was angry, so I punished these greedy people. I withdrew from them, but they kept going on on their own stubborn way. I have seen what they do, but I always heal them anyway. I will lead them. I will comfort those who mourn, bringing words of praise to their lips. May they have abundant peace, both near and far, says the Lord, who heals them. But those who still reject me are like the restless sea, which is never still, but continually turns up mud and dirt. There is no peace for the wicked, says my God. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout out loud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why, I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourself. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourself by going through the motions of penitence, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your fingers and spreading Vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry. And restoring your strength. You will be like a well. Water garden like an ever flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities, then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you With the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob, I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God because of your sins he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Your hands are the hands of murderers, and your fingers are filthy with sin. Your lips are full of lies, and your mouth spews corruption. No one cares about being fair and honest. The people's lawsuits are based on lies. They conceive evil deeds and then give birth to sin. They hatch deadly snakes and weave spider webs. Whoever falls into their webs will die, and there's danger even in getting near them. Their webs can't be made into clothing, and nothing they do is productive. All their activity is filled with sin, and violence is their trademark. Their feet run to do evil, and they rush to commit murder. They think only about sinning. Misery and destruction are always following them. They don't know where to find peace or what it means to be just and good. They have mapped out crooked roads, and no one who follows them knows a moment's peace. So there is no justice among us, and we know nothing about right living. We look for light, but find only darkness. We look for bright skies, but walk in gloom. We grope like the blind along a wall, feeling our way like people. Without eyes. Even at brightest noontime, we stumble as though it was dark. Among the living, we are like the dead. We grow like hungry bears. We moan like mournful doves. We look for justice, but it never comes. We look for rescue, but it is far away from us. For our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. Yes, we know what sinners we are. We know we have rebelled and have denied the Lord. We have turned our backs on our God. We know how unfair and oppressive we have been. Carefully planning out deceitful lies. Our courts oppose the righteous and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was depleased to find the Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. so He himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm, and his justice sustained him. He put on righteousness as his body armor and placed a helmet of salvation on his head. He clothed himself with a robe of vengeance and wrapped himself in a cloak of divine passion. He will repay his enemies for their evil deeds. His fury will fall on his foes. He will pay them back even to the ends of the earth. In the west, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the east, they will glorify Him. For He will come like a raging flood tide, driven by the breath of the Lord. The Redeemer will come to Jerusalem to buy back those in Israel. We have turned from their sins, says the Lord. The Redeemer will come to Jerusalem to buy back those in Israel who have turned from their sins, says the Lord. And this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will these words I have given you. They will be on your lips, and on the lips of your children, and your children's children. Forever I, the Lord, have spoken. Now, the teaching on this, what we just read, what I just read, in Isaiah 58, it says, True worship is more than performing religious rituals. Going to worship services, reading scripture, or praying and fasting, the Jewish people to whom Isaiah was speaking had missed the real point of religious activity. To be with God and depend on Him more. They were fasting, fasting, and performing rituals to try to manipulate God into blessing them, not to be closer to him. They wanted God's stuff, but not him. God isn't interested in our pious acts and rituals, as if at that same time we are cherishing our sins and ignoring the needs of the poor and oppressed among us. Instead of giving up food or giving up a Sunday morning to go to church, God wants us to give up the things that prevent others from having what they need. Taking care of others requires a sacrifice, a sort of fasting. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others. Too, Philippians 2 Philippians four. Jesus was clear that we would be judged by whether we care for other believers in need, Matthew twenty five forty. We cannot love God and ignore those who need our help. But when we show love and compassion to them, we are drawing close to God by becoming like Him. The Word of the Lord. All right, now we're going to be reading Philippians chapter 1. And the teaching on that is Paul writes this letter to the Philippians while he was a prisoner in Rome. Awaiting trial, he knew he could either be released or executed. He didn't know what awaited him. Paul's prayer was that when he stood trial, he would speak courageously for Christ and not be timid or ashamed. Whether he lived or died, he wanted to exalt Christ. To those who don't believe in God and eternal life, it makes sense to strive for what's available in this world. Money, security, power, pleasure, and prestige. For Paul, an eternal existence rendered these worldly goals completely irrelevant. Paul, whose purpose in life was to speak out boldly for Christ and to become more like him, does Paul could confidently say that dying would be even better than living, because in death he would be removed from worldly troubles and he would see Christ face to face. The promise of eternity helped Paul realize that nothing in his life mattered if it wasn't done in light of the new heaven and new earth. Are are there things you care about that won't really matter as you spend eternity with God? Spend time thinking about eternity and ask God to show you What's important? The reading for today, Philippians chapter 1. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the elders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ and because of my imprisonment. Most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. It is true, some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, But others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambitions, but not sincerely, intending to make my change more painful to me. But that doesn't matter whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way, so I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ help me, this will lead to my deliverance. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ. Whether I live or die, for to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sake, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I'm convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Now we will pray the Psalms. We pray that God can use our life to be an example to others. We commit ourselves to honoring God through our words and our actions. Again, we pray that God will be honored through our words and actions, that our life will be an example to others. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Reading of Psalm 71. O oh Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me and set me free. Be my rock of safety where I can always hide. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the clutches of cruel oppressors. O Lord, you alone are my hope. I trusted you, O Lord, from my childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. My life is an example to many because you have been my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. For my enemies are whispering against me. They are plotting together to kill me. They say, God has abandoned him. Let's go and get him for no one will help him now. Oh God, don't stay away. My God, please hurry to help me. Bring disgrace and destruction on my accusers. Humiliate and shame those who want to harm me. But I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long I will proclaim your saving power. Though I am not skilled with words, I will praise your mighty deeds, O sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Then I will praise you with music on the harp because you are faithful to your promises. Oh my God, I will sing praises to you with a lyre. Oh, Holy One of Israel, I will shout for joy and sing your praises. For you have ransomed me. I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long. For everyone who tried to hurt me has been shamed and humiliated. Proverbs 24, 9 and 10. The schemes of a fool are sinful. Everyone detests a mocker. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what that says in the... uh, Amplified Bible, that would be Proverbs 24 verse 10, bear with me please, see if we can bring it up here, I got to look it up uh, in uh, You Bible, You version, and see if I can bring it up, real fast like, thank you for hanging in there with me and making a difference in our lives by praying for each other, God bless you. It says uh, verse ten. If you are a slack, careless in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Okay, that makes sense. If you are a slack, careless in the day of distress, your strength is limited. So what it says right here, diligence is man's most precious commodity. To be diligent, to be aware, be prayered up. Be uh walking and exercising. If you are slack, careless, in the day of distress, when trouble comes, your strength is limited. Wow, somebody missed a translation there, huh? What you think about that? And the uh classic translation it says is the same thing. Cool. All right, number nine. What did number nine say? The plans of the foolish and the thoughts of foolishness are sin. And the scoffer is an abomination to men. The devising of folly is sin. And the scoffer is repulsive to men. The thought of foolishness is sin, folks. Planning and thinking... Sin or foolishness is sin. So we always have to imagine the best for people around us, ourselves, and our children. God bless you. Take care.